Lorem ipsum dolor sitamet lunch crew consectator a dissipating elite said duius mod gaming tempor incidentium et libore et dolore magna aquila et enum adminum venium podcast qui nostrum exertation udum co laboris nisi ut el equip exia commodo consequat. Welcome to uh, <clears throat> the next episode of the Lunch Crew Gaming Podcast. Today, Herrera Dolar. <laughs> yes, sorry, no problem. Yeah, um, I hi guys. And a word of that. It's it's gibberish Latin, and that goes in with the idea of uh, today's topic, which we'll get to when we get to today's topic. Hey, everyone! I want to introduce you to our guest today, our very special guest, Dustin. Say hi, Dustin. Hi, I'm very special. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, so I didn't have to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Dustin has been a part of our group for many, many, many years. Uh, I lived not too far from Dustin back in the day. We worked together for, for a little while. With Jim and our friend Mike, the four of us, all in one place at one time. That must have been fun. Well, Jim was actually at a different plant. He was uh, he was forty minutes away or twenty minutes away. I can't I can never remember. It was over by Cincinnati, right? Yeah, very close to Cleveland. That's correct. Um, <laughs> and that that was the job that I got to find out uh, after I'd been there for months that I was only actually hired as like a two week temporary thing, and they never told me. And when the, <laughs> when the guy who hired me left. I got called in somebody's office and they said, uh, your last day is on Thursday. Uh, he wanted to keep you on permanent, but uh, he lost that battle and he's gone now. Wow. That that whole project was a was a eye-opening experience for all of us. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad we continued our, our relationship through video games. Speaking of video games, guys, what games have you been playing recently? Uh, I was actually spurned by the early access release plus... The episode on SimCity that we did, there is a new early access game called Workers and Resources Soviet Republic. The context of that is basically if you were to create a master economy city, small country space, like how most the uh, city based games work, it would in modern history and be realistic, it would have to be a Soviet Republic, basically. And it's developed by like a small Slovakian team. Uh, so they kind of know because they're in that area. And it's, uh, it's uh that's what I've been playing. I've also been playing, and this makes me a dirty person because it's an electronic arts game. Because I recently got a Chromebook, so I've been playing more mobile or working on mobile games. And I'm actually curious whether uh uh Brandon has been playing this because we could be allies in the game. The Star Wars Heroes of the Galaxy uh mobile game, which is a complete time waster grind fest game. Uh-huh. But that's pretty much what I've been playing. So was it a free yeah. game or do you have to pay for it? Or is it a pay to win? It's a freemium, so Okay, freemium. Okay, yeah, gotta make your money somehow. Uh, 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 Brandon, what have what have you been playing? Um, I've been spending a lot of time in Division Two, but beyond that, um, I did load up The Walking Dead, uh, the mm, final chapter, yeah. so I could start over essentially. Um, because I really don't remember what I did back in when, when the first chapter came out. So, 
Him? No, no, not that first chapter when the first chapter of the final season came out. So I'm going to replay that probably this weekend. Um, and I also loaded up, uh, what is that other zombie game? State of Decay State 2. Of Decay. Yeah, yeah oh, because okay. they just released a, a massive update. Um, so I wanted to play that through. I got through to day three before uh, completely losing all of my characters and, and <laughs> essentially just giving up. <laughs> wow. Is it that much harder? Now? It is. It is. I, I Like I said, I only got to day three. I uh, remember it being and, fairly easy, but that was with you and me. Yeah, yeah. Well, this new mode is called Nightmare Mode, and it is, in fact, a nightmare. The plague zombies are, are, are everywhere, and they, like... They will they will rape you, uh, merciless. Like you've no chance to get go out and gather resources like you used to. It's just that bad. And the cars are no longer battering rams. Um, cars are ridiculously delicate. So if you get one, you repair it. You spent all that time doing all that stuff. You hit a zombie. Your car is totaled, and you are screwed. <laughs> so wow, that, that's that's yeah. shame. It, it 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 ramped up the difficulty. Some people were calling for it. I, I wasn't one of those people. Um, um so. So essentially, State of Decay, The Division, and uh, The Walking Dead. I also bought that World of uh, not World of Warcraft, um, Warcraft Two when it was on sale for like ten bucks on Good Old Games. Oh yeah, they yeah they remastered it, right? Yep, because I, I just had to. <laughs> so I've been playing Division Two, uh, oddly enough, with Brandon, oddly enough, and uh, and Dustin. So you know, it's been like uh, since. I think episode two, we've been talking about the division two and it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Um, <laughs> well, a lot of fun well, when division three is announced. Yeah. Um, I, I played, <laughs> he's, he's pre-ordered, which we've talked about. Pre-ordering. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the game I played also besides that is Sekiro shadows die twice from, from software, oh, which okay. is a, uh, uh, it's in the family of dark souls and bloodborne and demon souls which is uh, a 3D version of the really hard platformers from our youth. Uh, very unforgiving. Honestly, I don't like it. Is uh, So I have to ask, are the fights very technical like they are in Dark Souls? And I, th- I assume Bloodborne, where there's like really no room for mistake. You After the third second, no, you have to be able to do It's very button mashy. It can be. Oh, okay. it, it is. You have to. You have to, it's, it's a cross between tactical and button meshing. And and I know there's going to be people who hear this. If people heard this, uh, <laughs> that will say, wait a minute, you're playing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it is way more forgiving in many ways. Um, but the problem I have are the controls are just awful. They, it's, it's, it's more of a, you know, it's more of a ninja style and, and, that's another thing I won't get into, but it's in more of a ninja style where you jump around. There's, you're supposed to be really now see bloodborne is probably the most reactive and wonderful to control of these games, um, which is a Lovecraftian horror game where you play a hunter and you go through killing, you know, Cthulhu style creatures or vampires and werewolves, um, you know, cause they naturally intersect. Uh, but in, in Sekiro, you play a, a ninja and you're able to bounce around and, and grapple and, and fly around and all over the place. And it makes the controls really floaty and it's not tight. And it, it just needs to be just a little tighter and more responsive. And it's not. And it it's, that kind of takes away from it. And I think the engine is starting to show its age. Um, and the design, it just... I don't know. What do you mean it, by that? What do you mean? By, what engine is it using? I'm not. I, I'm I, familiar I, with the game. I'm not familiar with the engine. I think it's an Unreal. I think I don't know, but it just maybe it's the graphics that they used or yeah, the style. Unreal, so what's it's the Unreal Engine? 
No, I mean, if it is, it would probably have to be if it's if it's just dated. Let me... It just feels a little dated. And maybe that's the, the, the style choice that they've made because it looks like it's like made the same year that the original um, Dark Souls. Souls. Dark Souls was made. Where, where Bloodborne feels like an upgrade. If It's very pretty, very dark, very gothic. This is very, eh. You know, it's, 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 I mean, it's a it, Japanese uh, style feudal Japan with uh, mythic uh, overtones. And it just doesn't feel right to me. It just, I guess my biggest problem is, is that the controls just don't feel as responsive, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. I was, I'm, I'm like super looking at that game because it looks like my kind of game. Um, just the, you know, um, you watched me play, uh, what is that? Um, what is the Icy? Where it's just like mm-hmm. I'm a glutton for punishment, just mm-hmm. dying over and over and over again. That, that, I, that sometimes is enjoyable. <laughs> it, it would be. It really much would be if the controls were just a hair better. Like there, there are times in Dark Souls and there's times in Bloodborne where just for no reason at all, just because your fingers just happen to hit the right combination of buttons, you feel majestic and amazing and you down some huge creature. And of course, then you run into the next creature, which is one you've slaughtered dozens of, and you make a boneheaded move and you die because you know, it's a boneheaded move and it's, it's very unforgiving in this game. It's not so much, you know, you, you have to, you know, it's kind of like you're on tank treads a little bit, you know, you got to make sure you're lined up the right way. And it just, uh, it doesn't, grab me like the other one so that's that's the that's the game and of course division two has been absolutely phenomenal secura probably will be better if they tighten up the controls a little uh because the the story and lore is there i mean japan is just chock full of uh of great great lore and 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 myth to uh to pull from play around in yeah dustin have you been playing any video games i have and don't don't judge me but uh (laughs) Mostly been playing heavily modded Minecraft of all things. I, I hadn't I hadn't played Minecraft for years, and a couple coworkers of mine both told me that they wished they had a server they could play on, and I had a spare machine lying around, so I set up a server and I went out and found the mod pack that was apparently the largest Feed the Beast mod pack that they've ever made. Uh, what is a Feed the Beast mod pack? Uh, Feed the Beast is a group that puts out a bunch of different mod packs, uh, different themes, different kinds. Like some of them are they give you you have quests that you go through in order to progress. And other ones are uh, Skyblock, where you spawn with literally nothing in the world except for a single block and usually a tree. And you have to progress from there and you build everything. This one was Revelation, which... It's kind of like just a kitchen sink mod pack. They just jammed in like every mod that they could possibly find and stuck them all together. So, so. For, for our listeners who may not necessarily be up on the terminology, mod means modification. And a game like uh, Minecraft, which is Legos for computers, um, allows you to add as much content created by fans uh, to be able to change the game in ways and play it any way that you want. It's a modification. It's similar to DLC stuff that we've talked about in previous episodes, but it's all free, usually free. Sorry, sorry. I just wanted to make sure our listeners were on the same page as us because we do get those questions. Plural? Well, okay. (laughs) I I didn't want to single our listener out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Congratulations, listener. You earn a free copy of Blood and Bacon. She now has seven copies. <laughs> that sounds she pretty hasn't good. Accepted a single one. They're all sitting there. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you really? Have you really sent no, them? No, 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 no. Okay, all right, all right. I've sent them to other people, don't get me wrong. Has any of them <laughs> been accepted? Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've accepted my copy. Yeah. What is it? I'm pretty sure. Blood, Blood and bacon. bacon? Oh, it's the oh, game right up your alley. You'll find out in just a moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have don't have the slightest idea. You might already own it. You I, have an eclectic <laughs> list of uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. games. Usually, if if you ask me what game I've been playing, if it if I have been playing anything, it's probably going to be some weird indie title or something. Oh, weird indie title. You just wish Blood and Bacon was a weird indie title. <laughs> so well, it is. I don't know if it's weird, but it is technically indie. It isn't. I yes. think I think our obsession with it is weird. So while <laughs> that's, that's legit. taking care of this in the back end, Dustin, we, we have a tradition of asking our guests three questions, which are actually six. But the first set of three, I'm going to ask you here. Uh, do you consider yourself a gamer? This is a softball one. We already know the answer to this. But do you consider yourself a gamer? I suppose, yes. Okay, that's a definitive maybe. It could be, right? Uh, now, this one, this one. don't look at your, your Steam library. Just just roll your eyes up to your ceiling and think about this. How many Steam games do you think you own? 1,400. All right. How many do you actually own? Take a look, see if you can see. Uh, 1,624. Oh, damn. <laughs> We're going to make it 1,625. In just a moment. Um. Wow. All right. Wow. That's that's a lot of games. Okay, comparatively, yeah. I own 180 in Steam. Yeah, that's that's just what I own in Steam. I have stuff on uh GOG as well. I have a problem, okay? I, games. I I like having the option and the availability of games more than I like playing the games themselves. So, so I, I have to ask a follow-up question. How many of those do you actually have installed at this time? Uh most of them. Oh really? Uh, okay. Yeah, I I like to have them all installed. I think there's only a couple like Ark Survival. Yeah, I, yeah. I will not install that because it's like 60 gigs at this point. Oh, it's okay, way bigger okay. than that now. So, so let me ask you something. Most of the games that you have installed are less than a gig in size? Oh, certainly. Okay. So that means, dear listener, that the most of the games that he has are tiny little ones, which is not, I'm not, you know, no judgment. Size. I'm not a size queen or anything. Hey, 64K might should be enough for anybody. That's exactly right. And I believe, Dustin, way back in the day, you're the one who uh, pointed out the the competition of making full games that would fit on a floppy disk. Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) the whole demo scene is dedicated to creating uh, really, Mm -hmm. really tiny packages that are very impressive. Exactly. There's so, a joke there, but I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> we, we already. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Make up. We'll, we'll insert some space, so, and the listener can make up uh, their own joke. Oh wait, wait I think wait, we already did right that. Right We're good. Ready? And the space is. There's a joke. That was good. Okay, so Dustin, final, final, actual question here: uh, Are you perturbed by multiple launchers to play games? Yes, but I 100% expected it predicted it and i expect it to get worse okay way worse before it gets better that thought is we're gonna talk about that in our opening shots we'll be right after uh brandon says zelda. <laughs> oh you gonna get me going yep yep, um, okay. yeah, yep. zelda zelda it is there, all right there's so- no there's no new zelda news so i have nothing 
So we're yeah, good. Well, no, it's just keeping your marriage going. So opening yep. shots here, gang. Uh, this is going to be about a game called Borderlands 3. And Borderlands 3 is, surprisingly enough, the third in a series of games called Borderlands. But it's actually the fourth because there was Tales from the from Fifth. Fifth. There is Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Borderlands the pre-sequel, Tales from the Borderlands, and now Borderlands 3. Okay, that's, that's the fifth, right. Yeah. So Borderlands, one Borderlands 2. One of them was a Borderlands game. One of them was a uh, Telltale game. Right. It was more of an adventure. Yeah. Adventure yeah. style game. And apparently it is excellent. So with that said, it's been, let's see, when did it come out? 2014 or so? It's been it's been a few years uh, since the Borderlands thing has happened. It's really come through. And it's a very popular game. But we've talked about game launchers before. And, and, and maybe with the hint, of uh, asking Dustin to hold on to his his response here about multiple launchers. Epic Game Launcher has grabbed Borderlands 3 and is it is a six-month exclusive on the Epic Game Launcher. Yes. Which is a huge amount of time in the world of internet and gaming today, so... Well, again, this this if you've been a longtime follower of our podcast which is probably about six years now, now that we're on episode, whatever we're on right now, <laughs> um, since we released them. So lucky number 13. Yeah. So we released them so quickly. Um, the, the thing is, is that uh, gamers, you know, it's your first six months that really make or break your sales. Since Borderlands is really a four, op, four player co-op at its best. Uh, it really, what's going on here is it could be argued that the Epic launcher is trying to make sure it gets more people to play on it and et cetera, et cetera. You got to understand why this is an issue because people don't trust Epic. They don't trust steam for that matter, but they don't trust Epic because of a lot of issues. More and more people are very concerned about privacy issues and whatnot. And Epic's been scooping up a lot of games to be exclusives. What, the reason why Borderlands 3 is the issue today is because Randy Pitchford, who's the CEO of Gearbox, not only is he CEO of Gearbox, but he's also a controversial figure in his own right. And why is being CEO of Gearbox relevant? Because Gearbox, thank you, Ken. Gearbox is the company that's putting Borderlands 3 out. And they're the ones who made the decision to go with Epic, the Epic Game Launcher uh, for six months. So... Randy Pitchford is the CEO. Once this decision was made, fans expressed their displeasure by going to Steam, which is the current Epic launcher, not Epic, <laughs> lowercase e, not uppercase e. Uh, the, ubiquitous. The ubiquitous. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, <laughs> launcher. And they do something called review bombing, which is they'll take Borderlands 2 or Borderlands 1 and... Uh, and start reviewing it saying, well, it's not really about this borderlands, but we don't appreciate the business practices of the company, blah, blah, blah. And they just rate it down into the toilet. Interestingly enough, and I'll put this on the side for you to, to think about uh, gearbox decided to give away the game of the year, or if you already had the game of the year version, the enhanced version of the game of the year version of the original borderlands as to kind of soften the blow. Maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. I might be a little jaded. All these review bombs, come, review bombs come in on the Borderlands. People saying, we don't like what you've done. And what does Randy Pitchford, a controversial figure and uh, CEO of Gearbox, the company that is putting out Borderlands 3, thank you, Ken, uh, say? He basically states, well, this is why we went to Epic anyway, because Steam and Valve, the company puts out Steam, 
isn't doing anything about it, which isn't necessarily true. But when people said, hey, are you sure it's, you know, this is why you dislike it? Or is it because you did this, that people are doing this? And he said, way to victim blame. This isn't our fault at all. Now, Randy has a history. Uh, yeah. He's been accused of stealing 12 million. He's admitted to leaving uh, USB drives lying around with adult images on them at the office. He took money from Sega, which was supposed to go to a video game called Aliens Colonial Marines and ended up making Borderlands with it while telling everyone that Aliens Colonial Marines was going to be fantastic. So I have I have I have to ask you guys, what do you think about all this? I, this is all build up to basically say, OK, what do you think? Well, I heard a different rumor. And oh. I, I don't know if if this is widespread or not. I just happened to stumble upon it on Reddit. Uh, a, a post that was, of course, anonymous Reddit and everything, uh, but claimed to be from an employee of the company saying that basically this was 100% Randy Pitchford. Like, Epic didn't approach them. He approached Epic and that he wanted it to be exclusive to the Epic launcher and that he was pushing this. And even though when uh, uh, different employees said that they didn't like this and they didn't want it, uh, he's basically a big bully and told them that this is what he was going to do. Tough, tough toenails. Um, well, rumors aside, I don't, I don't care <laughs> about Randy Pitchard even in, in a little bit, not even a, a small amount. Uh, he's the CEO. I couldn't care less about him. He's not making the game. He might have some say so in where I get the game from, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. What I don't agree with is review bombing, um, a previous title that you liked to voice your displeasure about a decision that has nothing to do with the game that's already out, the game that you already own. I, I don't, uh, I don't like review bombing. I think it's stupid. I think um, it's a waste of time and it just, it just shows how childish gamers are. <laughs> so let yeah, me ask I, you something, Brandon, if I may, before, before you get in, Ken, I'm sorry. How are gamers supposed to express their displeasure? Are there um, other forums? Perhaps Gearbox has a forum. Maybe you can voice your displeasure on their forum. Because, <laughs> because nothing website. gets ignored faster than a forum post. Hey, well, nothing gets ignored faster than a review bomb. I mean, much to Steam's much to Steam's much to Steam's chagrin. No, Dismay? not chagrin. Uh, uh, positive thing. Yeah, thank you. Credit. <laughs> credit. Okay. Much to Steam's credit, they did come out with the off-topic uh, thing when the review bombs started hitting Borderlands. Now they could have done that months ago when people were review bombing all the all other games, but they didn't. Yeah. You know, they had to figure out how to how to fix the algorithm or whatever. But people have found a way around that too. So it's like, eh, they they're just gonna continue to review bomb. Like I said, the review bombing for me, I ignore it. I I know Borderlands 2 is a good game. I played it. <laughs> it's a good game. Uh, five years out, I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, well that was kind of terrible. Because Borderlands Three is coming out now, and I have to buy it on Epic. I, again, I've already I've already gone through and, and voiced my opinion about Epic and and Steam and how I think it's actually a good thing, and I don't care <laughs> because well, I'm just yeah. going to buy it wherever I want to. It is. It is. That that's the one thing, Ken. I'm sorry. Before I get into this, Ken, did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, I was just going to say I, I agree with Brandon. <laughs> this Thank is a, a decentralized gaming 
uh, source is a really good thing because that allows for the idea of being able to have different pricing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it seems like it's a, it's a, it's a good move for gamers. Uh, but it, it just kind of feels the way I mean, Epic is slightly scummy, but then again, gamers don't like change. Mm. And I've been only- getting, I've been getting like, uh, the Epic launcher. I happen to have it installed on my system because, uh, my, preteen nephews insisted i play Fortnite with them uh, oh we forgive you <laughs> and i they wanted me to play it on my phone and i almost slapped them i'm not <laughs> going to play a shooter on my phone but anyhow i installed it on my pc so every once in a while i'll get these notifications and they give me games for free yep. and it's a little annoying because a lot of the games they're giving me for free are ones I've had on my wish list for a very long time. And I would like to know if the creators of those games are getting any money out of that. Uh, because I wouldn't like it if Epic was just, if you want to be on our platform, we're going to, you know, sometimes just give away your game and you're not going to get anything for it. That's a, that's a, that's a great question. And, and, you know, I think the only issue I have with Epic ties into uh, uh, some of their their funding. The, the paranoia tinfoil hat of them being tied in with an international... China? China, yeah, with China. And China's, uh, uh, China. history of, China. Uh, China's history of spying on its own citizens. And, you know, if it does it to the citizens, what about the people that it has access to? So that's that's where I'm coming from. But in the end, the what it boils down to is we have two childish groups, the gamers on one side and Randy Pitchford on the other, uh, who are making a big deal about a game that isn't even out yet. And uh, with with multiple launchers, which also Epic has had some kind of cheesy, slimy actions possibly associated with it. It could be completely innocent. And then we also have Valve and its Steam platform, which is the big sleeping giant who is too lazy to actually do anything about anything. Yeah, it's the the giant playground. I'm I, I'm hands off, go forth, frolic, which is bad because you get what Steam has become. So uh, you know, yeah. And, I mean, go ahead. And you get every publisher, why not make their own marketplace? Like when music became digital, Apple started iTunes and they went to music publishers and they said, if you want to sell your stuff on our platform, it's 99 cents a song. You can't bundle them into albums. It put all of these restrictions on the publishers and forced them to take advantage of digital distribution. Whereas with Steam, they just said, publishers, you can do whatever you want. And at that point, why shouldn't they just make their own service? Well, that's what EA did. EA, Ubisoft, they made their own service. They're like, hey, exactly. Theme, screw you guys. <laughs> I would, I would think almost every publisher would do that. Why let Valve have a cut when they're not offering anything? Now, the music publishers, if they said, "Oh, let's start our own service and package everything into albums and not sell individual tracks and raise the prices on hit singles and things." Obviously, they're just going to fail if they wanted to say, well, let's compete with iTunes and do 99 cents a song and not bundle into albums and stuff. Their shareholders wouldn't let them do that. And their other agreements with uh, with other industry partners wouldn't let them do that. iTunes provided a way that everyone gets the advantage of digital distribution and 
it killed off the record stores, but uh, you know, the valve could have gone that way. You know, what's interesting could have gone that way. It could have said, you can't have extra DRM. You have to have a working game. You, you know, all the things people (laughs) complain about, you can't sell. (laughs) Yeah. You you can't sell it. That's one of Jim Sterling's complaints is that games launch that don't have a working EXE. Uh, They could have made it. So, Hey, doesn't matter if it's a AAA game. You can't charge more than forty bucks for a game. Period. Jim Sterling, by the way, is a YouTube celebrity or uh, a personality who does. You can, uh, you can say a celebrity. A celebrity, he's, yeah. He's okay, he, he does. Uh, he does uh, game reviews and game culture reviews and stuff like that. Uh, he is a somewhat divisive uh, figure, but he does intelligently argue his points. One thing I want to say before we go to our intermission, uh, there are people currently right now, uh, industry leaders and whatnot, calling for Apple to let iTunes die. So with that to think about, and uh, yeah, with that to think about, let's move into our first intermission. Wes, take it away, buddy. Hey everyone, Ken here. Just a quick note that you can find our website at lunchcrewproductions.com. There you can find our social media, Discord, show notes, and of course, subscribe to our shows. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. All right. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Uh, now we're going to do the last three of our three question questions to, uh, to our pal Dustin. Dustin, these are easy. Uh, what's your favorite video game? Oh, you said it was easy. <laughs> of the 12,000 video games you have, which one would you like to play right now? Minecraft Steve. I do have to say Minecraft is the flexibility of it is amazing, but I might have to go something like Oxenfree. What's that? Oh, okay, nice. Which isn't new. It came out a couple years ago and they gave it away free on the Epic launcher like a couple weeks ago. It was one of the ones that I was like, I hope they're not losing any money on that because they're a really small studio and it's a fantastic game. Uh, it's kind of like a, a story driven narrative point and click adventure sort of thing where most of the game mechanics center around uh, you get to make dialogue choices. Uh, you're a teenage girl who is going to an island with uh your newly adopted brother like your 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 mom or dad i can't remember which just married somebody new new kid in the house and you are taking him with your friends to this island for what's supposed to be like a senior party turns out like not really anybody showed up and you end up accidentally opening an interdimensional portal and similar video gamey things happen that happens every time i try and have a party too it's an interdimensional portal to suck we call it a baby (laughs) gate really (laughs) so what is your favorite non-video game game uh dungeons and dragons which i just started playing uh actually started playing pathfinder but i've played a little bit of fifth edition as well with my co-workers about six months ago those are some very polarizing uh, things you just said there, because I know people that love Pathfinder. I know people that hate Pathfinder and the same for uh, basically the newer editions. Fifth Dragons. edition. I, I have mentioned fifth edition a couple times and got the response. Oh, third edition is best edition. Ugh, <laughs> third edition really? Is terrible. Third edition Holy is crap. Well, I can see oh why they God. like Pathfinder. Oh, and Pathfinder is <laughs> fine. 
Let me tell oh. you, Pathfinder is absolutely fine, but uh, third edition is uh, that's for for now. Anyway. What, I, what I'd actually like to play, I haven't yet. Uh, there was a there was a game on uh, Kickstarter a couple years ago, Tides of Numenera, which yes. was okay. supposed to be a spiritual successor to Planescape Torment, an old old uh, point and click. But but that is a video game. Yeah, yep, that's yes. a video game. Yes, but Tides of Numenera is based on the D and D Planescape universe or whatever. Okay, uh, so, I think it's called so Farscape Planes- or something. No, no, no. Planes- Farscape is a television series. Planescape <laughs> was right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Planescape. And yeah. there's there's a pen and paper role playing game that is uh, that is based on it. And I got the books from a humble bundle and was reading through them, their game mechanics and everything. And I very much like some of their ideas, like instead of measuring out distances and how many inches and feet and getting very technical about it. They're just like, something's either like right there or kind of close by. It's a kind of Sesame street rules near and far. Yeah, yes, something like that. And I was like, nice. I could see that being very conducive to like the collaborative storytelling element, which is the most fun part of uh, the theater of the mind. Yes. Yeah. Get with me afterwards. And I there's a whole slew of uh, uh, tabletop RPGs you might be interested in that you may not be aware of. That so have. our final question, and I think you've touched on it a little bit here. Anything you're looking forward to it, video game, tabletop movies, anything in the, the world of geekdom? That's got you uh, hot and bothered. And I know, and um, I know saying that to you of all people is a dangerous thing, but it is. <laughs> what exactly has your pants tighter than normal? <laughs> uh, well, actually the people who made oxen free are, uh, I don't know when it's supposed to come out. It's pro- might not be for another year, but they're, they're coming out with a, a new game where you are trapped in hell and you have to beat the devil at a drinking game in order to escape. Oh, you should ask him if he wants some rye. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Of course well, you do. thank you. Thank you very much, Dustin. Now we're going to move into today's topic, which is gaming and censorship. It's a, it's a, it's a topic I know that is near and dear to your heart. Yes. Um, so uh, historically, and I'm pretty sure all three of our listeners are aware of it. Historically, censorship has been at the forefront of every new media from, hey, from books to uh, radio, to music, to uh, vaping, to... Uh, <laughs> I thought I was being quiet <laughs> to just about anything. Censorship has been there. It's, 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 if, if, if it becomes popular, uh, first you get the, uh, the people who hate it because it's popular. And then you get the people who want to hate it because it needs to be censored. Um, so censorship is out there and, and it's, it's gone hand in hand. Would you say censorship is an issue today? Me? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I was actually throwing it out to anyone to talk with. Uh, that's, you know, there's four of us here. Well, I, I think it's a perpetual issue, right? Okay. All right. And anytime you have a, a group of people that are um, influencers, uh, I, and I could include like the government in that because they can, from the context, you can say, I influence something by making it illegal, that dictate what a, a different group of people are doing, I think censorship will be an issue. Well, see, now what's interesting here is that what is the line between what we were talking about earlier with uh, saying, you know, Valve needed to step up and steam and say these things had to happen and stating censorship is taking things and making them illegal. What's the line? I mean, uh, that's what I call a sticky situation. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> one's moderation and one is censorship. So what is moderation to me would might be censorship to Dustin. Which that's fine if as long as you're not the only game in town. Okay. Uh, that's so if I say, hey, when you're in my house, you gotta play by these rules, but I don't care what you do in that house. Right. As you're, long you're as cool I don't that. have as long as I don't have to live in your house, yes. Fantastic. Absolutely. Or, or you're welcome in my house for the things that I provide, uh, but you don't have to stay in my house. Okay, see now that that kind of touches on some of the issues we talked about with launchers and stuff like that. Yeah, as long as I, the I launchers... think that solves this this uh today's topic. Thank you. Okay, everyone. Well, hey, night. we're gonna move to intermission number two. <laughs> Wes, take it away. No, I'm kidding. Um, well no, with, with the launchers, uh it's it's not like hugely problematic that Steam didn't step up and put restrictions on the publishers. It just means that Steam is literally offering almost nothing of value to the marketplace that some publisher can't just do themselves. With Apple and iTunes, they were offering a bunch of stuff that the music publishers would have to break their contracts with all of the record companies and all of the record stores in order to follow. And Steam would have had to do this too. If they came up and they said, hey, you're selling your AAA game, you can't charge more than $40 for it, they would immediately be in trouble because they have retail distribution agreements with all of the stores that carry video games in retail that say you are not allowed to sell your product anywhere else for a lower price. Same thing with you're not allowed to release games early. That's the reason piracy always has a game a week before it actually hits store shelves because it takes about a week in order to print all the discs, put them in trucks, get them to the store, load them onto a shelf. That's also super expensive. Digital distribution should get rid of both of those problems, but it can't as long as you have people that are still relying on that retail income and the retailers saying, we won't put it on the shelf if you charge less over there or release it a week early over there. You have to keep to this. You know, now, that kind of brings up a, a, another thing. Sorry to interrupt, but it kind of brings up another thing with regionalism as well, such as in Europe and, and uh, say, the South Pacific or, or China or whatever, where the prices for the longest time were the same across the board, regardless of what the dollar to whatever local currency was. If it was 59.99 here, it was 59.99 euros, which is you Way know more a than 59.99 here, yeah. Yeah, right. And and that was Yeah, it, that was that was the biggest thing. And now Epic is currently running into that problem. They don't have regional pricing either currently yeah. or they didn't. Yeah, they're they're trying to get regional pricing going right now. Right, which so, you would And think, I know people that uh, that are don't like regional pricing. Um, but I'm not sure whether their their argument involves uh, you know currency adjustments. Well, but, yeah, well, I, I think it's probably because they go to key sellers and stuff like that and buy it cheaper. Well, yeah, <laughs> and key sellers are true. people who get uh, a key through various means, whether they buy it in you know um, Bulgaria for pennies on the dollar and then sell it in the United States for or the the more expensive currency ratios and blah, 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 which then the person who buys it is on the hook when Valve or the publisher says, hey, wait a minute, that was sold in Bulgaria or Czechoslovakistan, and it's now being played in the United States. Hold on. And this brings up another issue, like with the keys, you are like when you go to a store and you buy a new PlayStation 4 game and you take it home, you own that copy 
of that game. You can <laughs> play. You can play it. You have legal rights to it. You can lend okay, it to yeah. someone else. You can sell it. You can do all these things. You can't make a copy of it because you don't have the copyright. If you buy a game digitally, you're not buying anything. You don't have the right to play it. You you probably will be able to, but legally speaking, if you read the legal agreements and stuff that you agree to when you buy it, it extends to you absolutely no rights over the content. It can be rescinded at any time. You're basically just giving money to a company on the hope they'll let you play the game for a while. And if they ever come back and say, well, we want another 10 bucks so you can play it again if you want to access that again. What's happened historically is that they don't want another $10. They'll just, hey, let's re-release it as a game of the year or let's re-release it as an enhanced yeah, edition or let's cool re-release price. it as a modified so it runs on today. And you know what? People will buy it. People oh, will buy it. Again, you're absolutely right. I just bought friggin' Warcraft 2 <laughs> for 15 yeah, you, bucks. Yeah, but you know you, what? You probably had a license for that somewhere. You I just probably have it, it in my closet somewhere. <laughs> It's it's significantly more more uh, convenient for me to go to good old games and just hit the buy button and download it than it is to go <laughs> into my closet and look for we, it. We really so, we really need to see if good old games has like a sponsorship. Or something yeah, like exactly. I mean, I, well, they're great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've I've so, quite a few games. So yeah. we've talked about we've talked about uh, censorship being okay as long as it's not something that's universal. It's it's regionalized to say the service I offer or the service that Dustin offers or whatever. However, we decide to run what it is. So that's another thing that's kind of a plus for multiple launcher ideas. Uh, you know, just if it's not given at one, you can get it from another. So let me ask this. Moving moving a little bit to the side here. Uh-huh. And this is something that's that's bothered me, not just in video games, but in the in the United States of America, violence and gore is okay, but sexualized content is not okay. What well, what's it, up with that? It is. I, oh, I don't know. This isn't really my uh, <laughs> my topic because yes, but you did things, jump right in. I know. It's, I know. It's I, was, mine I was now. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, Sexualized content. I think sexualized content in video games should be should be. Um, well, is are, are video games for kids? Well, y- well, yes. I don't want my my kid to to um, buy you know my favorite waifu or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I, okay. I don't necessarily want wait, her to to get that. That's what, fine. Let's let's about, take it to movies then. Go ahead. What about, what about being able to play like a faithful video game adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, which features underage sex and suicide? Well, why would you want to do that? First of all, she's read the Romeo and Juliet. She hated it. Okay, <laughs> that's anyway, fine, and dandy, but I mean, she's read it. In general. Yeah, absolutely. She, she, she read it, so why can't she either watch it or... I'm not saying she can't watch it. I'm saying... I'm, say- I'm not... I'm not necessarily disputing the fact that Romeo and Juliet was um, really, really fucking uh, twisted. <laughs> um, All of the classics are is the thing. Yeah, that's true. You that's, couldn't that's adapt hardly anything. That's true. Faithfully, I, I'm and saying I'm, I'm talking about the the games that are, are there, just like like um, uh, what are they? Uh, the visual novels and shit like that. Pop. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Honey Pop's a, 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 a company that puts out uh, adult-themed video games. And by adult theme, I mean sexualized. Would you have a problem with her playing Doom? Doom? Absolutely not. I'd love it if she played Doom. Okay, she why like Doom. 
why is violence and gore okay, but sexualized content not okay? You're perfect to answer this because you're just like, absolutely not. Sex is bad. Guns no, and I'm not, explosions I'm not saying good. Sex is bad. I'm not saying sex is bad. I'm saying the way that the sex is presented in those particular honeypot video games is bad because it's not realistic. But but these are dating simulators. That's how, how it really is. So, <laughs> so wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. And she needs to know how to kill aliens. Uh, <laughs> this sorry. is the information sorry. she needs to know. Let's compare the violence and how the violence is presented in a movie style or over the top way. That's okay. But sexualized content that may actually even be uh, accurate or even that's worse, even over the top. That's not okay. Why? Yeah, I, I think that's just a long term difference in uh, European style continental mentality versus American mentality, uh, historical puritanistical. Uh, viewpoint, yes, I'm, I'm sure Dustin I'm can just rail on about this <laughs> oh, until yes. the dawn of time. But, well, yeah. wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. <clears throat> Say that again, Brandon. I said I'm a Puritan. I, I will admit to that. <laughs> All right, I'm okay. a Puritan. When it comes to my child, I'm a Puritan. Anything I actually, else, I couldn't care less about. The the Puritans got uh, the like one of the most common things because they have. Uh, law books from back then that the police kept and one of the yeah. most common arrest causes was having sex in public so the puritans weren't as squeaky clean as oh they were a randy bunch are. huh that's interesting well, and that's uh that that's pretty true of a lot of groups that are considered very conservative is they get but, frequently busted for breaking their own perceived rules the, right? the question so. hasn't been answered that wasn't their focus back then. Why? Why is it okay for violence and and Brandon to let his daughter play violent games, but ones that may have, well, that have either unrealistic or over the top in the same manner as the violence of sexualized nature? Why is that not okay? And this is important because if it's not okay, or if it is, it is, it is a, a a hypocritical aspect to be saying this is okay to watch, you know, shoot people in the head, but it's not okay to watch something sexual in nature. Why, why is it okay for one but not the other? And if it's hypocritical, which it may or may not be, why is censorship based upon that hypocrisy of saying one thing is okay? And it doesn't matter if it's violence and gore, but if something of the same nature is not okay of that same level, why is censorship? It, it, it not an issue when there's hypocrisy involved. Well, uh, it, you wanted to know why there's a why, why we come down so hard on sex and not violence, and unfortunately, I like I don't think that there are people that are actively using this line of reasoning in order to justify it. But it's a historical thing. It's you know they're mostly doing it because their parents did it, and their parents did it because their parents did it back to about like the industrial revolution where uh, cities popped up with factories for the first time. And when kid kids hit adolescence, they went and got a job at the factory mm -hmm. didn't pay very well, mm -hmm. didn't pay like being an apprentice uh, would have paid back in their village a while back. So they weren't able to actually raise their family. So, Doctors at the time, the local church, people like that saw all these families that had all of these babies that they couldn't care for and families were literally starving to death and they had to do something to control the population growth in these dense urban centers. And so they said, all right, let's kill sex. And so they started 
all the Victorian stuff that everybody's heard about going around the entire world, destroying priceless art from previous cultures, hiding everything away, covering everything up, uh, fighting. Uh, I think you're that with ISIS, it. sir. Uh, Sorry. No, 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 that's there's parallel. There's parallels to that. Yeah, there's absolutely parallels. One is it's all about controlling and controlling. And 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 while that may be an altruistic view they didn't of have birth it, control, they didn't have birth control. So you got to think about it. If you were in their shoes, there's this population growth going on. How, how would you handle that? You've got people that like the way that like this even changed how they built houses at that point in time houses were usually about two rooms there was the kitchen and then there was the common room everybody the entire family slept and screwed in the common room so it was just like a fact of life from the time you're born like all the adults mom and dad they make noises sometimes and keep you awake at night editing is just artsy censorship that's you know what you know what Wes that's that's the big phrase right there buddy that's staying uh, save that okay but what I'm gonna say goes right at the end of what what Dustin was talking about I want everyone to think about what he was saying and think do I feel comfortable with what he just said or am I a little uncomfortable with the concept of what he just said and if you feel a little uncomfortable about it then you completely understand where Brandon was coming from when he was saying hey it's perfectly fine for her to play violent games but jesus i can't think of my daughter in that way that's terrible and i understand yeah but we have birth control now we we have <laughs> education now we actually know things we can we don't have to we don't have to rely on hiding everything and and keeping everybody ignorant and, and yet it still happens so and it let's, doesn't let's, work the thing is i don't i'm not actually keeping anything away from her i just wouldn't like her to play those games she has her own steam if, library i don't if know she what's on keeps it. if she keeps it away from you the happier you are um yes okay yes. if i don't you're, see your dad i understand i completely understand <laughs> um, if i don't see it then i yeah, it doesn't perfectly exist. happy no okay yeah <laughs> okay all right let's let's bring this back uh back to video games here and not not parenting and feeling uncomfortable about our children being sexually active now valve and nudity valve valve has we've we've talked about how valve was kind of hands-off in the beginning and they're very slow to react to uh demands from publishers from people and from uh, nations really but recently they started cracking down on the adult sexualized games such as uh honey pop which we talked about being a producer what's funny is i think they have their own launcher now Wait, didn't, uh, didn't they back off on that though? I, I don't know. The last time I was reading something about it, it was like Honey Pop gets their own launcher. I was just like, oh Jesus Christ! So here's <laughs> the thing. I mean, Steam. I, I thought Steam originally said they like really cracked down, and then they said, okay, you know what? Forget it. There's no way that we can actually do like a impartial, legit standard. So everything's okay. Report anything illegal, please. <laughs> well, so, I don't know. But, let's 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 do the old Google test. Yeah, unless so, that, unless they turned around again. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't realize Steam was cracking down because I mean, for a while, uh, Steam started bringing up games, and they they would have a disclaimer that would obfuscate the screenshots and like this this game these screenshots may contain adult material of either violence or or uh, sexualized material or whatever. Um, so I actually went in and like I went into my preferences. And I'm like I I'm not interested in games that are tagged as 
sexual because a lot of them are just like waifu simulators and I have no interest in that kind of game genre at all. It's just who I am. I'm not I'm not a prude. I don't shy away from sexuality. I just that style of game does not appeal to me at all. Mm -hmm. And since there were so many of them coming out, I was just like, let's just remove that from my list and go on. So So, uh, so if they started cracking down recently, I wasn't aware of that. What what have they been doing? So what you're saying is you equate adult themed video games with Ubisoft. Got it. Mm. Actually, it looks like Steam stopped censoring games back in 2018, about a year ago. So, but uh, it does look like publishers have been self-censoring Mobile markets are even more harsh on sexualized content than any of the other platforms. Like really? they are hardcore. They they won't even permit educational apps. But you know what? You can sideload. That's not a big deal. If I really wanted it, I could get it on my phone. No problem. Um, That's true. Or I mean, you can make your own launcher. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, there's there's <laughs> Dustin. Is there anything in particular you want to say about the ESRB and the state of gaming now and how it's going to go into the future? In under half an hour, please. uh, I'm sorry. I'm very loquacious. But the thing that I want everyone to remember about the ESRB, the thing no one ever mentions when they talk about the ESRB. First, would you define what the ESRB is? The Entertainment Safety Ratings Board. It is a supposedly voluntary ratings board where you pay $30,000 or so, and they will tell you what age range should be playing your video game. So wait, who brought that together? Who put that out? Uh, Nintendo and Sega kind of got together and did it after there were a lot of congressional hearings in the late 80s, early 90s, somewhere around there. And they were afraid that laws were going to be passed. There was a law. Certain things. Well, no, this is this is coming on to what I wanted to say. They were afraid that the government was going to step in and regulate them. So they said, hey, let's regulate ourselves instead. With the Family Entertainment Protection Act put in by Hillary Clinton. Yes, I'm getting to that. Okay, okay. Everybody at the time, all these congressional hearings were going on, and they were talking about putting together the ESRB with half a brain, said, "Um, freedom of speech, they can't do that. You're worried about nothing. They said, oh, we're still going to do it. So they put together their thing, and this is the big thing I want everybody to remember about the ESRB. It didn't work. State after state after state after state passed laws banning violent video games or restricting their sale or saying they had to sell it behind a curtain or something else. Almost every state has passed some form of law. Every single last one of them was knocked down with barely a glance by the Supreme Court said it's First Amendment. You can't do that. But the ESRB sticks around. It's it's interesting. (laughs) Historically, that has been true with every form of media that has had uh, uh, legal actions against it. Uh, you know, we've also had the Comics Code. That was around for, what, 45, 50 years before it was blown away? The Comics yeah. Code is the comic book version of the ESRB. Uh, and I earlier said Peggy 16. Peggy is the European version of the ESRB. So with uh, that said... Yeah. Isn't Peggy uh, like an open source one, though? Because Britain has the BBFC, Germany has their own thing. I think Peggy is like a, you don't have to pay to get rated with Peggy. I think it's... I could see that in, in Europe. I don't know for sure, but... Uh, well, isn't Germany's censorship a little bit different also, too? Yeah. They're Germany nuts. It really is. Actually, they've wow. actually started uh, pulling back from some of their severe censorship. And well, a lot of it has to do with Wolfenstein. 
Yeah, you still can't display uh, certain images and stuff like that. That's not true because the most recent uh, Wolfenstein had those images that they weren't allowed to show because they are changing it. So, so here we go. Let's 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 bring this. Let's rope it back in a little bit. We talked. Uh, we, you said you know it does violent video games cause violence outside of it. And there are a lot of studies uh, that suggest one way or the other. Most recently, there was a study that suggests no. Uh, the most stringent testing has been, hey, there needs to be more stringent rules for this testing. Um, we've, I've got a link in the, the show notes we can, uh, we can talk about uh, that. Most recently, that the idea that violent video games lead to violent thoughts and violent actions is a myth. Again, it's, is butter bad for you, butter good for you? We'll find out many, many years from now as we're in the middle of trying to figure it out. So yeah. the basic premise of this whole thing is, is that, okay, where's the line? And, you know, I teased Brandon about his reaction with his daughter, but honestly, we talked about it with uh, with growing up in that world, and it comes from the social mores you learn in your family unit, in your in your neighborhood, in your whatever. You know, the censorship should be something that happens because it's socially guided. It's not necessarily something coming from outside. Like uh, Dustin said, our neighborhood. You know, you come to my neighborhood, there's certain ways to expect it to behave. I go to your neighborhood, there's certain things that are okay and not okay, and uh, to push my views onto say Dustin or push my views onto Brandon doesn't necessarily do anyone any favor versus censorship. That line is something that's amorphous. I guess it's that idea of is what is art? I don't know, but I'll know it when I see it. What is something that should be censored? I don't know, but I'll know it when I see it. It's when you try to make those definite lines in a sand that it gets very kind of squeaky and you kind of go, is this okay? Is this not okay? So with that said, the future, virtual reality, uh, what's, what's coming up for us is, is, is this idea of more censorship coming along the lines? Is that going to cause, uh, another resurgence to piracy where people who are like, I don't necessarily, uh, want to be held behind, uh, especially with what's going on with the article 13, which is, I think now article 17, I'm not sure in Europe, which talks about copyright issues. Uh, what's going to happen in the future guys? What do you think? I think we're all screwed. That's it. <laughs> okay everybody well hey thanks very much no I'm kidding <laughs> kidding go ahead dustin i think i know a little bit about how we're going to be screwed I, I i figure uh once we saw video games come along there there were uh, th- this is how i picture it in my head so probably not accurate i picture there were a bunch of moms standing around watching their kids playing super mario and other video games and saying they really really like this how do we stop it? <laughs> and so they they got together and picked out is you know anything they could find quibble with, uh, ignoring completely the fact that the things on the screen weren't like real. And when they said things like they just killed a person, they were talking about nothing more than some moving pictures uh, that had no moral import whatsoever. They they looked at video games. They said, oh, it's different from movies because it's interactive and everyone just said, Oh, of course that, that means it's worse. Right. And so they carried on with censoring it far worse than they do movies and, and other mediums, uh, which most people assume, Oh, uh, an M rated video game. That's like an R rated movie, right? Not really. Video games feature animated characters and in movies, animated features are rated very differently from ones that feature 
actual live actors because of just the visceral nature of you know seeing a real person versus uh, a drawn picture or an animated sprite or something. Let me uh, let me interject right there. Um, with current mocap technology and stuff like that, the difference between an animated character on the screen and you know a movie is it's it's nearly. In, you, you, imperceptible you oh, can't oh, imperceptible oh yeah okay now go watch what is that that's movie true. about the train and christmas and tell me that the uncanny no, valley no, no. that doesn't <laughs> exist <laughs> that tom hanks just oh my god yeah, scares yeah, me. yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. Was a, that's a movie that needs some violence that was early that was early cgi yeah that was I'm early better. cgi early mocap well, okay now look at about current mocap star citizen yeah. mark hamill is in the game yeah that's well he, he was, was also in in, in uh what was that wing commander series and i thought that was damn good but you know if you look at and say we take it and flip it out of video games we look at uh movies uh battle angel uh alita alita apparently looks phenomenal and you look at avatar apparently looks phenomenal yeah. but yeah, I get Avatar. what you're saying, but uh, he, oh, sorry, the James Cameron. Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James that, uh, Cameron. Not what about the last Star Wars White. movie? What about it? It didn't exist. What are you talking about? Right. Don't, <laughs> oh, no, they never oh, made the last. We're time. almost near the end of the episode. Don't get him started. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the big thing here is that I agree with you, Dustin, but I think it it wasn't necessarily malicious and i think the most important thing is is that it doesn't necessarily have to be video games it, it if you look back in history every time censorship reared its head it was somebody pushing their views it was about art. It was about music. I mean, if you look at how uh, a lot of music in the Baroque period and, and stuff like that was pushed, I mean, it was much slower. It was a slower burn. But then you also got the comics. You also got uh, music, uh, more modern. You also have comic books. I already said that. Uh, you know, you did. censorship is censorship is censorship. And and I don't necessarily know that the genesis of censorship is any different, but what I am concerned about is with this interconnected world where you don't own what you own online. Your entertainment isn't yours. You get a lease to use it. You know, it's all digital. If someone says, you know what, I'm taking Valve down tomorrow because they are against, you know, our laws or what we have morally decided is right. All that stuff we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on as gamers or in your case actually uh with your 1600 games <laughs> yeah hey, i i just pulled up the steam calculator webpage number of products in my library 50 dollars or higher in price seven okay okay <laughs> wow. so that's right. 1600 games minus seven and if the rest <laughs> of them were a dollar between one cent and two dollars i have 80 uh, most of them are under ten dollars, though. Yeah, just no, got one that it's still just got one that cost a dollar, so that's it. <laughs> still, it boils down to the fact that at the end of the day, censorship, whatever causes it, but in the future, censorship could be extremely detrimental to all of us if someone decides that they can take down our purchased products. So, in the future, I mean, are we are we headed towards a William Gibson esque, you know? Uh, a dark net with uh, different levels of white ice, gray ice and black ice and, and more pirates and VPNs and all sorts of stuff. Are we getting back to, you know, the piracy of the old days before, you know, right as Napster was big, what, what's, what do you think is going to happen? I think if, if, and when steam decides to shut down what they will have to do uh, legally, because people will sue the shit out of them is say, Hey, look, your games are now available for download. Here's a patch to remove steam. There you go. They're, they're going to have to do that. 
I, I eagerly await getting the notification about the class action lawsuit and getting my $5 <laughs> from that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think for that, the games uh, that you can't get back, they'll, get, well, yeah, they'll have to reimburse. Yeah, but what if they get shuttered tomorrow by the federal government? I'm not talking <laughs> tomorrow. I'm talking tomorrow when oh, okay. the dystopian future of uh, a um, industry it's being- a drain on productivity. <laughs> have to get rid of video listen, games listen, listen. drain on let's, productivity. Let's follow down this road. Let's say my tinfoil theory is correct. And a nation that likes to watch what its citizens do is able to lever its leverage into uh, the environment that we play in. And uh, it's already happening in other nations outside of the one I'm thinking of, China, and they are able to take that information and say, you know what? These games are not appropriate for our proletariat. Let's take them away from our uh, from these people. They can only play state-sponsored. Everybody's got to play Fortnite. You know, they can't play PUBG. Oh, God. They can't play anything. They can't play Atlas. Actually, Atlas probably would be okay. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, in retrospect, I would probably be okay with that. Yeah, that, well, I've, I've I mean, tour yeah, they're years. probably going to get bought out anyway. But you know, what if they say we've got all this and we've got the money to make sure you know we can put in a launcher that's going to rival the one that's out there and make sure everybody wants to be on there because we'll give free games away and we'll get everybody on board with us. And then what we'll do is that when everybody uses us, we'll be able to control the information we get. And we'll be able to control what they get to see. And we're already seeing it with movies. And, and, and I'm, I'm being a little less paranoid this, but we're already seeing it with movies, with movies uh, altering themselves to play better in the country with the money, China. Uh, you know, they edited, they edit stuff or they add things in to be more specific for that country. It is something that is happening. Will it continue to happen? I don't know. Uh, but it, what if it well, does? I'm sure. I mean, if there's well, money the- in it. Yeah. One of, one of the classic examples, and the, I don't know whether you can consider this censorship or not, uh, Left 4 Dead 2 changed their entire box art because the original symbol used in the US is like a sign of extreme bad luck in Japan or something like that. You mean the two fingers um, pointing up? Oh, yeah. the number four. The number four. That, the okay, that's what it was then. Sure. Yeah, the word for it is she, which means death, and it's, okay. it's bad luck. So it's it's bad to have the uh, death word in a zombie game, apparently. Um, <laughs> but I, I know I understand there's more cultural nuance involved. That was just a cheap, cheap thrill there. Well, that's so. that's that's being culturally aware of, of like, again, neighborhoods. Uh, but but is it? It was changed. So that way it would sell better. How is that different than the Avengers 12 or whatever? Well, OK, that's great. But it changed only in Japan. Avengers 12 or whatever was changed for everyone. Okay, it was, it was the, uh, you got the Chinese version and there's, it's much more Chinese, uh, you know, appropriate or familiar. And, but the person who's in France, who's watching the Fran- French version has something that's more, you know, there, there's like a, a 12 minute block in the middle where it's like insert regional specific targeting here. It's is all about kinda... cheese. That 12 minute block is just about French cheese. I don't live in France. I, I'm not really <laughs> so a big French person, but it's still all about cheese. Let's my friend. talk about, yes. let's talk about a, a Marvel movie that was indeed changed to be more palatable for a specific nation. And that's Dr. Strange. Okay. Dr. What? Strange has a character oh. in it that was from a specific country that China believes is theirs. And oh. which we won't mention because we might actually get a Chinese listener. In which case, <laughs> actually, if we get sponsored by the Chinese, forget everything I said. I'm Tibet, cool. Tibet, <laughs> Tibet, 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 exactly. Tibet, Tibet. It was a Tibetan monk. The, uh, the uh, I can't think of it. But anyway, master. The master. The librarian guy? No, that's he's not the librarian guy. His boss. The, the master. The master. Oh, 
she was a Tibetan monk. To make it more palatable to China, to actually be able to get the money to make the movie, they had to turn it into a, a pasty white bald woman. Well, so was, I don't think they no, chose the pasty white bald woman. I think they uh, they just hired her. Yeah, well, Wasn't that Tilda Swinton? Yes, and she's phenomenal anyway. I, uh, I think she's Yeah, a, she's amazing. She's a great actress. Uh, I will watch pretty much anything she's in. I don't know that new movie with Bill Murray and everyone. Oh, I know that one. I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see to wrap this all up. It is something to worry about, but again, there are times when censorship is needed, uh, but it's not necessarily something that needs to be pressed to everyone. That's, that's my take on it. Do you guys agree? Disagree? I might argue against the censorship is needed. Uh, I, I, uh, one example I like to bring up is like Germany, like we talked about before, has this ban on Nazi paraphernalia and the swastika and things like that. Uh, that ban predates World War II. After the Beer Hall push, it, where Hitler and a bunch of his friends basically tried to overthrow the government by force, uh, the government of the time of Germany banned the Nazi newspaper, which resulted in everyone wanting to read it, oh, and yep. which resulted in them getting the widespread support. Yeah, the strike yeah. exactly. And that's why I love the banned book week at the library, because you ban a book, people want to read it. Yeah, okay. What I should have said, not necessarily censorship is needed, but awareness of what is being consumed by those you care about so it should be more should be more closer to the the chest. Uh, I I support any parent that wants to say, "Hey, I want to know what my kids are doing. I want to be comfortable with what they're doing." That's great. I do have issues with parents that say, "I want to be comfortable with what your kid is doing when they're not in my house." I have a problem with parents saying, "Your kid needs to do this." Yes. In the video game, no, 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 you don't yeah. tell my kid what to do. <laughs> I have I a problem know. with that. Some parents let their kids play Counter Strike. I uh, no one should be allowed to play Counter Strike. No, it's just me. Some parents let my kid play play Fortnite (laughs) on a phone. (laughs) Oh no! I I introduced my kid to to video games when she were basically in the womb, but that's neither here nor there. Um, She (laughs) she was able to play any game that I was playing as long as I was there. I'm I'm basically the curator until she was old enough and we determined that 13 was pretty much a good age for her to be, you know, thrown to the wolves. Um, <laughs> At that age, you don't want to play the games she wants to play. You let her play on Xbox Live? You madman. No. no, actually, I didn't let her play on Xbox Live. We built her a purpose-built computer so that she could have Steam games and stuff and she wanted to play The Sims and shit, so I didn't want to play those games. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't want her to be um, picking it up on your computer. I, 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 pretty much. Um, now, her games are different. Um, and you she don't understand play, them? She, she, no, no, no. I do understand them. She doesn't play Fork Knife, as she likes to call it. Good for her. Um, <laughs> good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, she, she, the, the games that she plays, first of all, she does now play mostly on her phone, unfortunately. But the games she plays are more um, geared toward her age group. And and. And I understand that. And now, now she's frick. She's seventeen. Um, oh my god! She, she's that old. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this happened last month. It, it was a shock to me. Oof. Happens every year. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, but when she, you know, 
the game, those are the games she plays now. Now, I'm not going to necessarily tell her what she can and can't play now because she's 17 year old. She's 17 years old. She can kind of make her own decisions at this point. You know, I would hope so. Yeah. 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 And and she knows what she likes and she knows what she doesn't like. What I don't like is if someone, if someone were were to come up to me and say, she can't play that game because blah, 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 blah. No, she can play that game because she can fucking make her own goddamn decisions. That's what she wants to play. Let her fucking play it. Amen. Well, and it'd be pretty insulting to you as a parent, I would think, to say, oh, we we think it's just not possible that you could parent your child well enough that they could handle sitting on a couch and pressing buttons in front of a screen <laughs> while these certain things happen. So yes, that's very insulting. So I think that's I think this is the perfect time to wrap it up to intermission two. Uh, Wes, take it away, buddy. back everybody uh okay super quick summary hey censorship bad very bad don't come into my house and sit on my couch and tell me that i can't do something is that a pretty much a good i i like that that sounds good yeah but but at the same time you should be aware of the media that you're consuming and then if you have any dependents children whatnot you do have you do have some context of which to guide them but at the same time that can be way overdone if you're well. a good parent raise your kids right <laughs> yeah if you're a good parent there's no need for censorship because they'll they'll be grown up with the proper blah blah okay so <laughs> i think that's a pretty good dustin you got anything to say i was just gonna say that uh watching a documentary about censorship a few years ago there when they were talking about the hollywood code the that the Hayes Code, uh, the big censorship in Hollywood for most of the 20th century, uh, one of the people that was opposing it said, you're going on the assumption that if the audience sees something bad on screen, it will just immediately appeal to them. They'll love it and they'll adopt it into their life. And that's a pretty poor view to have of people. So yeah, what, what was the documentary? Do you remember the name of it? Oh, I don't. I'm pretty sure I own it on DVD because I buy a lot of stuff like that. Okay. If, if you think of it, uh, let us know. We'll, we'll put it in. Uh, yeah, let us know. Notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show okay. notes. I think that's a great value add for the uh, for the show. Okay, guys. Our uh, standard step now is to have a nice, light, and fluffy something that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, today, I've chosen we're going to do a meme trivia quiz. Now, for those who don't know what memes are, fantastic. You're not going to understand anything. Memes, And are- you're a better person yeah exactly better off in life they're basically if you don't know what memes are for some reason you can just end the show here thank you for listening yeah we'll see you next better off in the long run not knowing what they are there was a guy i used to work with he used to call them memes and memes i still call them memes because they they indicate it's all about me me i don't know he he called it meme because it's not meme do i do i need to explain the origin of the term meme uh please quickly do actually do yeah yeah quickly In Richard Dawkins' book, (laughs) The Selfish Gene, he talked about the idea of concepts and ideas that spread through a society and how they resemble natural genes flowing through DNA Uh, in the gene pool. And he called them memes, like genes, to describe these snippets of ideas and how they recombine and how they spread and everything like that. Damn that atheist. I I really didn't realize it was that intelligent of an origin story. Yeah. I I really just thought it was some 
some idiot on a keyboard punched a couple characters one day and that's how it was. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so. Kiki, which is a variation of he he. It wasn't a misspelling to the point where he he turned into me me memes. No. Um so memes actually have become something where people have spread uh funny or supposedly funny ideas or basically eye worms where earworms are something you listen to music sticks in your head. These are things that ha 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 we, we can, we can make jokes with it and the jokes evolve over time. Uh, it's a part of internet culture. Um, so with that said, guys, what time is it? And there's choices here. It's lunch time. Is it? <laughs> no, it's bikini and beaches time, kitten, kitten and puppy time or peanut butter and jelly time. Peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly time. Jelly That's right. Peanut I butter. quoted that at work today earlier. So, so what's the follow-up line? Uh, with a baseball bat. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I actually sing that every time I make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Nice. There you go. Nice. See, that's I why. I don't do the dance anymore. I can't. I, I have to ask, what did the baseball bat have to do anything with it? Or was that the point? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You're going to like it? <laughs> <laughs> or will make you like it? That's right. Yeah. The beatings will continue until the PBJ is gone. So the Miami zombie was supposedly under the influence of what substance? Now, the Miami zombie is somebody oh, eating okay. the face of somebody else. As uh, the local Floridian resident, I 100% know this. Is it a crocodile? Bath salts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bath yeah. Salt. Yep. That was bath the bath salts, salts craze. He, is correct. he was not. He was not under the influence of bath salts. He had nothing but a little bit of marijuana in his system. It ended up. That's being... why they say supposedly. But the big thing was bath salts. Yep. So that does not hold well for the uh, uh, what was that uh, old movie Reefer Madness for the anti Reefer Madness craze? Well, hey, censorship. Uh, gonna... You know what? Let's move on. Which animal yeah. now? This is one I don't know. Which animal is known for crashing many pictures, crashing as in crashing into or crashing many pictures since 2009? An elephant, squirrel, or a fox? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Elephant, squirrel, or fox crashing? Oh, like by crashing, you mean like yeah, like that's photo of bombing it. kind of crashing? Yeah, photo yeah. bombing. Uh, Is it an elephant? Pictures. I'm gonna go with. Squirrel. I'm guessing. I don't. Know. If it's Me a too. squirrel, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go with squirrel because cat squirrel. isn't on the list. That's correct. It's got the the the. It's got the face really close to the camera. Uh, the National Geographic uh, photographer got a picture of the squirrel as it popped right up into frame. And it's been photoshopped into many other pictures. All right. So what is Linda Glock going to destroy? Hitler, Iran, or ISIS? So B. I'm going to go B. Iran? Uh, Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll do test answer B because it's in the middle. (laughs) It's ISIS. And soon her name became synonymous with anything anyone thought should be destroyed. I okay. Is there any context for this? Is this nope. any? I'll, I'll just have to look it up on That's, my own. I time, just I gave you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have right. a feeling I'll understand when I see the picture. Uh, probably. So maybe. What nationality is the standing cat Rocky? English, French, or Spanish? Uh, the, the the what? Like in reality? Yes. What nationality <laughs> is the standing cat named Rocky? Uh, can you say the answers again, please, Alex? English, French, or Spanish? French. I don't know. French is correct. Yes, uh, you don't. We don't know what he looks like, what he's looking at, but he looks freakishly human when he stands on his hind legs. Okay. All right, guys. This one, this one, I know. Where did the picture unrelated phenomenon begin? 4chan, Reddit, or Fark? Uh, I'm going to say Fark because I haven't heard the word Fark in like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. You just want to keep saying Fark. Fark until... is a historical <laughs> place, and that is that is a very old occurrence. So. 4chan, by, guys. especially by internet standards. It was so, 4chan. Yeah. 
Sometimes uh, users were sometimes required. Users were sometimes required to upload pictures for every post, leading to people uploading anything and everything unrelated to the topic at hand. Now, oh, this is one you guys should enjoy. They're eating her is a line from which movie? Troll 2, Xanadu, or Island? Troll 2. Yeah, it is 100% not from Xanadu because that is a fabulous movie about people on roller skates. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes. You are my spirit animal. It is Troll 2. <laughs> which cat is watching you? Always. Wall cat, floor cat, ceiling cat. Ceiling cat. Ceiling cat. Ceiling cat. Yeah. Yep. Okay, now this is a more modern one that is, I think rose to fame in 2017. I'd be very surprised if you guys knew this. While shouting, here come that boy. What is the frog riding? A unicycle? A duck? Unicycle. A unicycle. Very good. It is a what? unicycle. That not boy seen... is only from last from 2017, you say? It's no, new. It's older yeah. than that. According to one Mimi, you're supposed to put what substance on your nipples in order to get high? Bacon? Toothpaste? Or toothpaste. maple syrup. And that's how toothpasting became a thing. Okay, wait. <laughs> don't do it. No, I don't. No, no, don't do it. I did this to some kids in college. It was terrible. Hold up. Hold up. As a Floridian, I instantly wait. want to say cocaine, but wait. that's not on the answer. Well, that actually happens. That works. That'll but, work. What? I, how did you know that? What? Cocaine? <laughs> no, no, I'm no, talking to Brandon. How? What? Oh. No, we did it as a prank because everyone was drunk. <laughs> Fair so enough. Just, you know, okay. we just went to the. We we needed something to color someone's. Anyway, anyway, listen, we're not going to go back and rehash my college days because I, as <laughs> since Brandon is a vehicle effects fictiono, maybe he needed someone to help polish the headlights on his vehicle. <laughs> yes. Where can you get free candy, guys? A van, a hotel, or a spa? Oh, van. Oh, yeah. a van. Uh, free candy was spray painted on a real world van. It became a funny and creepy theme. Now, on which site did Tron Guy first appear? Tron Guy is in uh, one of the first cosplayers, and he was not in shape. Reddit slash dot Ars Technica slash dot. Uh, what? Go. No, it can't be. Gotta be it's, it's older than Reddit. Yeah. It's, it's either, a lot older than Reddit. Yeah, it's either Fark. It'd have to be slash dot, I guess. Yep, it is slash dot. Uh, That's correct. Okay. Why can't we stop here? Is it because we took too many drugs? They'll kill us all. Or this is bad country. This is uh, bad country. <laughs> so uh, this is one I don't know. What might Winnebago man really need? More money, a recreational vehicle, or anger management classes? Oh, I know this one. Yeah. Anger management classes. That's correct. They're, they're outtakes from a, uh, a local uh, RV company, and he cusses and swears all the way through them. So There's, there's a documentary. They tracked him down, and they made a documentary <laughs> about him. So what sort of cartoon animal most frequently appears in the Dolan memes? A duck, a dog, or a rabbit? It's Dolan duck. One meme always features people in white masks as an homage to which group? Clowns, anonymous, or KKK? Anonymous. That's correct. A viral Kickstarter campaign resulted in a meme about recipes for what dish? Potato salad, squash, oh. or shark fin soup? Potato salad. Yeah, potato salad. A $10 Kickstarter turned into more than $50,000 and in a weird place in history. All right, second to last one. You ready? What sort of animal was blown up with explosives in Miami in 1970? Wait, nope. It was Oregon, not Miami. 
whale, sea lion, or great white shark? Yeah, a whale. It was, it was a whale. And it was the Oregon, Oregon, Oregon state troopers who did it because they were responsible for keeping the beaches clean. It didn't end. It didn't end well. <laughs> uh, no, I think it ended rather spectacularly. Beached whale, but they didn't really have any really good way of getting rid of it. So they basically filled it full of explosives. Dynamite, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's easier to pick up lots of little pieces of something than a giant 10 ton piece of something. And, and it rained, rained all over the cars and everything. Oh, that could not have been pleasant the next few days. Uh, maybe, maybe the seagulls, maybe the seagulls cleaned it all up. I don't know. Which font is ridiculed endlessly? Comic Sans. Okay. Yep. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, guys, before we say goodbye Web for theme. the night, in what weird meme, Gandhi is always obsessed with what? Nuclear weapons. Eyeglasses. Sheep. And what was the last one? Nuclear weapons. That's <laughs> yeah. correct. Fuck that Gandhi guy. The nuclear wetzels. Fuck Gandhi. So... <laughs> guys, thank you so much dustin thank you so much for joining us we're definitely going to have you back on because i don't think we even touched on some of the things that you wanted to really get out today um do you guys have any final remarks oh i could have kept going <laughs> do, you have, do you have any final remarks you want to you want to put out uh fuck Andy. okay uh ken uh i guess to, to wrap it back up uh you're it's okay to censor yourself but don't try and censor other people Okay, and Dustin, final final quick thought? <laughs> Don't censor anything. I think books have it figured out. You should have a children's section in the bookstore. No regulation, no saying who has to put stuff there, anything. Just if you want to sell books to kids, put them in the children's section. If you're a parent and you want books for kids, go to the children's section. Otherwise, free for all. Okay. Uh, hey, hey uh, Patrick, any final thoughts? No, not really. Okay, guys, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, awesome. Check out the show notes. Uh, hopefully Dustin will have the uh, the uh, link for the video. And uh, yeah, stay good and enjoy your lunch. 